What's going on, everybody? Welcome. Thank you for tuning in to episode 20 of the Barangay Podcast Network. We are here in 2020. This is only our second episode of the year. Today, I have a very special guest, a very good friend of mine, Angel. But before we get to that interview, uh, I just wanted to say sorry that it's been a while. We, I took a month off from the podcast because we were uh, focusing on our last show. So thank you, everybody who came out to come see From Manila with Love. It was a great time. We'll have the recap video coming soon. Uh, we still have our merch available on the 12th House website. Um, you can see that on our Instagram, on the 12th House Instagram. It's all there. And yeah, that's all for now. Enjoy the show. Peace. is hot hot ouch what's up everybody thanks for tuning in i'm on here today with my good friend my old roommate um he's a model he's a singer songwriter he's a fitness trainer we have angel today angel you want to say what's up hello what's up what's up what is up what is good <laughs> what is good, what is good? tell yeah. them about you hey guys um hi dominic Hello. Hi, hi, Barangay Boys um, Network. Um, I'm Angelito. I, I I go by the name Angelito for my stage name. Um, I'm from the UK originally. I grew up there. Then I moved back to the Philippines two years, two and a half years ago to pursue my career in music. Dropped out of college, left everything, started from fresh here in the Philippines. Pretty similar story to Dominic, actually. Yep. So that is our common ground. We are both very creative Entrepreneurs, I suppose. Entrepreneurs. Entrepreneurs. Yes. Yes. <clears throat> yes. And now, yeah, we. I'm a model at uh, the same. We're from the same agency. Um, <clears throat> also, just finished my training to be a fitness instructor. So, you know, keep hustling, bustling. Just living life. Yeah, living life. Living keeping, life. Keeping. Keeping good. <laughs> Keep from the customers. Yeah, exactly. Yes. Yeah, so, huh, where should we start? Let's start with modeling because that's... How we started. Yeah, that's how we <laughs> met. We Angel was actually my, my first friend here in Manila. We met the day that I arrived here, actually. Yes. We went to an event together at Paravita. Yes. At Axe event, you remember that? Yes, and you were all wearing Hawaiian shirts. <laughs> yes, we were all wearing Hawaiian shirts. What a coincidence. I probably still have a picture from that night. Yes. Um... Yeah, so how, how, how has modeling been for you over the last couple of years? <clears throat> so, as you know, Dominic, <laughs> um, we all start very slow here. Uh, it's, uh, the Philippines has a very interesting market in terms of looks. We are kind of borderline everything. And we're kind of, I guess, the ones who are pushing it in that same way. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty much commercial. Dominic is fashion. But we all both fall into commercial as well. And... It's, it's an interesting, it's interesting. It's it's very interesting here. But uh, the first year that I was here, I had maybe three gigs. And my second year, I probably had about three gigs until 
More or less. Really? Yeah. And then at the end, later into my contract, my two-year modeling contract, that's when I got two big gigs. So it took a while because you really have to get your name out there. It's either you have to be the perfect boy next door here or you got to have a very distinctive look, but no one really knows you. And you really need to prove yourself to a lot of people. Yeah. And it's that like, is where I fall into yeah. it. Dominic did a lot better than I did. But <laughs> for sure, me and him could have done better elsewhere, I think. Probably. Uh, but yeah, that's... Mod- but now modeling is pretty much... It's starting for me. It's only just started. Yeah. The way it should be. Yeah. But, uh, you know, you all start somewhere. Yeah. <clears throat> How long have you been modeling now? When did you actually start? I started back when I was like... Seventeen years old, and yeah, like faking, faking that I was eighteen to like get those X deals with photographers. <laughs> but um, yeah, uh, seventeen, eighteen. I got my first paid gig when I was what nineteen in college, mm. and then yeah. And you're how old now? Twenty two. Twenty two. Twenty three this year. Twenty three this year. Yes. Yeah, man. It's gone by. Damn. Yeah. Well, yeah. Enough of that. We don't have to talk about the modeling industry. We all. We all hate it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's fun. It's fun, but... It's fun, guys. It's really fun. It, it's... It, it, it's a very gray area of a lot of morals as well. So it's it's a lot of tests. It's a test of character for Absolutely. every single person. That's a good way to put it. Yeah, it's a test of character. How far are you going to go and how little will you do? Like, it's... It, it's an interesting field. Yeah. Very interesting. Definitely. So, yeah. yeah. Well... Let's move on from that. Yes. So, you kind of really came here to pursue music. Yes, that's the main goal. Whenever I'm at shoots, there people would always ask, so, what do you do? Like, I would always say musician first, model second. Yeah. Yeah, so music is my main, is a goal, is the name of the game. Yeah. And how, how long have you been writing music now? How long have you been... Because you produce all your own stuff too, right? Yes. I wrote my first, my first song at 14... And that was in rehab. <laughs> so, um, you know, I grew up in a very Christian background. So my a lot of my, I guess, non-Christian ways at that age, you know, regarding sexuality and, yeah. Uh, yeah, a lot of that, I didn't have anyone to share it with. So I used to very, be very self-destructive that it got me to rehab. So in rehab, I was able to explore my technical skills and develop my technical skills in recording. So that's when I first started writing songs. Yeah. 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 And how how long do you feel like how long do you feel like you've been like at that point where you're ready to take the next step in your career? Like how long did it take you God, to get there? I was it took me a while. It took me longer than it should have. I should have started young. I should have picked music in every single subject as in like in uh it was doing sixth form, so like yeah, pre-college stuff. It should all have. It should all. It should have been all music. But I was still hesitant, so I took like English and I took law, <laughs> and, which I failed at anyway. Of course. And I had like one music subject when it could have all been music, music. And then college, I should have just taken music. I did a music degree, but I did media because I felt like I had to be realistic. I didn't believe in myself until I dropped out of college, and realized if this was the last day I was on earth what would I want to do and that was to do music so that's when I realized I gotta do it and you know what 
it could have been simple if I just stayed in the UK, but here I am in the <laughs> Philippines. Like, who would have thought? <laughs> but yeah, no, it's it's interesting. <laughs> Word of the day. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> like, we used to do gigs together here. <laughs> like, just yeah. singing songs, and it was always weird. <laughs> always a weird experience, but but you're, you're going a lot further with it now. Yeah. Like, like you're doing real gigs now. I'm doing real gigs. Uh, it's, it's weird because before I was like, okay, I'm not, very, I'm not a very good vocalist. Like, I'm not, I mean, I'm not going to be the one giving you Sam Smith kind of riffs and runs and giving you all those range. But like, I realized over time to be a singer, a songwriter, it's really believing, believing in your craft. So I have to sell that fantasy. You know, when we were at the brewery in BGC, like that environment isn't for my music. Mm -hmm. My music would be more probably like Dulo, like Wablashon, yeah, yeah. kind of more of a, a more free spirited kind of place. Right, right, right. Rather than a very upper class kind of social social kind of environment where yeah. yeah, so but wherever I go, I still have to sell that fantasy to people. So and it's still taking me time to kind of really believe in myself and really believe in the songs that I write. And really sell it but I think I'm getting there um, I'm becoming to full I'm, I'm just at that part of accepting myself accepting you know I've accepted myself it's just now I'm trying to accept my craft yeah and once you've really fully accepted your craft that's when people start to really like whoa he knows what he's doing yeah his genre is weird or his genre isn't my type but if other people are like tapping their foot to that song then surely he's doing something right so yeah yeah <clears throat> so for, for context for the listeners like how would you categorize your music like right. into a genre alright um, I feel like genre is a very it's a very um, I guess subjective uh, thing for anyone totally. everywhere you know yeah, in yeah. the UK so I would say in general my music is like pop alternative or pop in indie pop indie pop indie yeah pop. I like indie pop that makes sense yeah but in the UK I would be considered as pop you know, there would be no indie at all because British people are pretty much indie. <laughs> that is pop for them. So, um, <clears throat> but here in the Philippines, mine is considered not even radio friendly. It's still not mass sounding. So, uh, yeah, indie pop is is a uh, is my genre, and hopefully, I'm, I I do like take influences from a lot of different genres too. So, <clears throat> like what I listen to, like and. I have Christian elements to my songs. I have, I have some, uh, you know, MIA kind of mm -hmm. electronic and also quite tribal sounding to my songs. It, I really try to embrace everything, but authentically, like not really, I'm not going to say certain names like Ariana Grande where they're kind of like really pushing this sound that's not really them. Yeah. Or it doesn't really suit, it doesn't sound, feel authentic. Brand, yeah, brand it, too. Right, right. It doesn't feel authentic. So I really try to stick to mine as well, but you know, you have to market yourself as well. Like, yeah. Okay, you need to kind of commercialize this a bit because at the end of the day, you need to make ends meet. Is that meet something ends. you've been doing? Like, do you feel like you've been like taking away from your creativity to try to commercialize yourself as an artist? I feel like I didn't take it away. I felt like I muted it for a bit when I first moved here. What do you mean? I muted that uh, Angelito, I guess. I muted it a bit. As in, I challenged myself to see if I can do commercial music. Right, right, right. And there's nothing wrong with that. I think people would say you're a salad, blah, 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 blah. But 
I wasn't even sold. <laughs> I, like, I didn't even sell anything. So, but it was a it's a good creative challenge to as an artist anywhere as a fashion designer as an as a painter. Yeah, you have your head right, but you have to learn how to make sure people don't misunderstand you. So yeah. you have to take something familiar and make it, you know, something not too alien for people. Because the moment when it's too alien, like that's when you know you're not really gonna get anywhere because it's almost like a person you know when you're it can be you can become egotistical you're like really arrogant that's how an artist is seen but if you allow people to um enter your world by just giving them something familiar then i think that's what makes a a good a good artist yeah no i totally agree with that some some like yeah and i think that's uh i think we spoke about that with hip-hop yeah, hippity hop. <laughs> like I wouldn't consider myself a hip hop artist at all, but I would say I have a lot of influence from hip hop too because there's something warm about the culture. Yeah. Um, especially in the UK, like the grunge and alternative scene and hip hop. Like I felt more welcome than I did at a gay club. <laughs> you know, like I don't know what it was. Like my best friends, they're all like into that scene, and I would go to their events, and I'm just like. These people, this feels like church, <laughs> and that's that's what I mean. Like that, well, that hand that just brings you into that genre, or more so, like the culture of yeah. that genre. So yeah, I remember not too long ago you asked me about a rap song. You asked me what song was that? Oh my god, I for, I forgot her name. I I forgot. Huh. Excuse me. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, it's weird. Like I would never. I mean, I guess because I'm from the states I don't know I would never really like consider your music to be anything like alienating you know mm. what I mean like yeah, I, yeah. I've, I've never really thought it was like anything Pretty crazy right. weird or experimental right, right, right. or anything like that like to me it does come off as as radio music for yeah. the most part yeah. you know like I've, I've never really felt that way about your music but yeah we were just having a conversation before we started recording about like record labels and things like that and like mm. their perspectives of like you know reasons that you are still an independent artist at this point mm. like timing yeah timing like they have to try to project what artists they should sign and bring on based on where music is headed. right for sure for sure and I, yeah that's that's super uh relevant right now because um I'm, i am in the process of hopefully getting signed by a record label here and it's also making me change the idea of what I actually think about a record label of mm-hmm. what what their function is um, so two years ago I was trying to sign with this record label and they were replying we were going to set up meetings blah 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 but it never really it never progressed anywhere until like recently a few months ago they started reaching out again and a lot when I had a meeting with them it, it turned out to be it was because of the time at that time they were trying to make a solid uh they were trying they were they're a startup or record label so they wanted a solid um label where they have their sound Mm -hmm. and my sound isn't what they were looking for but now they have like a solid foundation of what they what they want people to hear now they're ready to welcome a new sound newer sound a newer sound yeah and that i guess i hopefully they can see the potential in you know this type of genre yeah absolutely this type of style because I think there is so much potential for it like like I was saying before like, I, I've never found that any of your music like doesn't fit on yeah. the radio like there's absolutely no reason yeah. for that it's just 
I mean, I get it. It's just how cultural how yeah. culture works and what they can sell and what they can't. Right, you know? right, right. Yeah, and so at this point, like, do you still feel like you have to try to commercialize commercialize yourself? Like, do you still feel like you're muting yourself? Actually, the good thing about this is I'm realistic about it. Like, um, I would never let my creativity down in terms of how I want things to sound like mm -hmm. um, and my lyrics because I'm very I try to be witty or I try to put my uh, what's the word L uh, I try to put my language into my lyrics of course like you wouldn't see me writing songs that's like opera or French or you know I have my own language opera or French <laughs> I mean, two different things two different languages there so, um, yeah I try to what I'm open to discussing is once the record label uh, realizes me as an artist because mm. some labels just want blank a blank page right I am a fully realized artist right. who is ready to collaborate and ready to develop right. more <clears throat> with me I just um, my that's actually such a good point yeah the a lot of labels do look for a blank slate right but with talent right you know, they find the talent and then they mold it to what they want it to be exactly versus yes. you are already you've been doing this for so long like yeah. as long as I've known you you've been putting out music it's been two years already yeah. that we've known each other and yeah exactly you are a fully realized artist yeah. already at this point that's a very good point yeah for sure like um, a lot of the ones that they try to marinate right now is are people who come from royal blood in the celebrity scene you know right uh, of course but they're afraid to I guess once someone once they see someone who knows what they want or knows what type of artist they are I feel like they're scared of I guess they res I guess in a way they respect that artist because they don't want to manipulate or mold them enough because but at the same time I wish that they would see that as for example I want my label the, uh, my hopefully my label to see me as a fully realized artist who's also willing to um, not just to stick to what I am now but also to develop you know yeah. like so it's all a journey I guess and and that's one thing I notice about my music is that it I can't write an album where it's just synth pop there needs to be a form of gospel in there somewhere there needs to be a there needs to be a bit of trap there track track <laughs> and there needs to be a instrumental there you know like I can't stick to one genre yeah. or one style it all has to be kind of the word is eclectic like yeah I am like a neuro I'm so eclectic but I'm trying to not not water it down but make it where I can meet halfway because at the end of the day we all need money as artists yeah of course <laughs> and labels will provide that so <laughs> hopefully I, I can meet halfway yeah yeah well, let's talk a little bit about your creative process because <laughs> I remember seeing you in your workspace when we lived together. Yeah. Are you, are you still in the same creative? It's different workspace? now. It's different. Really? Um, I feel talk like, about it. Tell us about it. I feel like I've awakened a bit more. <laughs> before it felt like a the chore. It felt like a chore before. I felt okay. like I was in that writer's block kind of situation. Um, I was really discouraged because no one was listening. I have all this music, but I felt no one was listening to me. Um, and then, I don't know, a change of attitude, I guess. You know, modeling can really get into your head. Oh, yeah. 
it can get to oh, you spiritually, yeah. mentally, everything. Physically. And that bled into my music. Yeah. And then over time, I've managed to pick myself back up where music started to become a what it what what it should be mm. a passion um i think a lot of us in the in the creative industries you're trying to balance that love for your craft but also trying to make it a business yeah of course and i think we all go through go through those phases where you love it so much and then you have to learn the business but you lost the love and then now you're trying to reef rediscover the love and then you know like it's one or the other and then over time it kind of meshes in together and you're like ah that's how it flows yeah. that's how I'm supposed to flow so I feel like I'm at that point now where it's like it's starting to flow like I finally was able to get money out from two years and guess how much I earned 2,000 pesos <laughs> and I spent it on freaking face wash <laughs> damn is this from like Spotify? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. So two thousand pesos in two years. I'm like, hmm. If I was more, if I had more streams, two, I had what? I think in total I had like twenty thousand streams with all my singles. <clears throat> for, for example, two thousand pesos. Imagine like times that by ten more, I could get like twenty thousand pesos. I don't know the maths, but you know. <laughs> times ten would be twenty thousand. Yeah, yeah, right. So I'm like, all I just need, all I need is. All I need is listeners, so how do you get listeners? I just need a good marketing team. I just need a good record label to just push that. And that's what my goal, that's my goal for 2020 is to have a team push my stuff. Yeah. I would also suggest that you go out more. Oh yeah, for sure. Like, like party more? No, like just be be present yeah. at events and things yeah. like that. Oh you my know? Like you don't have to go Dude. there and party, but just to just to be there and show yourself and talk to people. You Tell never me you about don't it. do that anymore. I know. You know the past. Okay, guys. So if you don't, well, you guys wouldn't know. I my 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 ex just broke up with me like back in November. <laughs> so ever since then, I've been in hiding, and I've been like really. I need the twelve. I'm in a twelve step program right now. <laughs> so <laughs> that's how dark it got for me so um uh before i was that social guy right and then yeah i went so when i started re-socializing so that was two weeks ago at the record label launch like gig that i went to and i was being introduced to all these executives and people of d different companies and also different labels and like james reed was there like and whenever they gave me they literally let me hold their hand not literally but you know they the the president of the label brought me to a group of them They're like guys this is angelito and blah, blah 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 and all i said was hello and that was it and i slowly stepped back and i came to realize shit that just bombed <laughs> i have lost the swing of things i lost how i used to roll the ball and yeah and i realized that it's so important to go out not Dude. even yeah like what i mean like even just drinking out like you don't even have to drink like just being present in, in a place where other people are like yeah that can go such a long yeah. way man like you never know who the know. you're gonna meet you like, really don't i i lost i lost it then and like what you said present I, it goes a lot with your presence of mind yeah exactly. and how grounded you are during the moment that's what i've been trying to retrain myself it's like yeah i lost i lost all of those skills that i had before but yeah no um it's 
timing, I guess. Yeah. But I have a good feeling. I have a good feeling that it will be a good year for us. Yeah. I think we've made our mark somewhere. Yeah. And we're just painting on it now. Just painting on Paint- it. <laughs> Brush <Nope>. in hand. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. Let's let's go back. Uh, let's go back to my original question. We steered away from it. Sorry oh, yeah. about that. Um, what what is your creative process like? Oh when shit! You're, when you're, <laughs> that when was like twenty minutes ago. Yeah. Right. When you're um, like from writing songs to producing songs and recording and everything, what, mm. what's your process like? All right. So I'll tell you guys a very dark. No, no, it's not dark. But I used to write songs when I was high. <laughs> you know, back in the UK, you know, we used to be, we'd smoke Mary Jane Noana. Mary Joanna, marry me, Joanna. Anyways, yeah. Um, but here, here in the Philippines, uh, yeah. Also, that was how I used to start because it kind of just gives you that. It gives you that uh, loose feeling. It kind of lets you word vomit in the most elegant way when you're how Filipinos would say amat <laughs> when you're high. Um, but I tried to write more recently. The, the feeling that I've been feeling is anger. And I don't know how to express myself through anger. I don't think you've ever seen me angry. <laughs> or you could, you, I may have like been really maybe giving like, you silent treatment before. Maybe like once or twice. I yeah, but I have never been... I never knew how to express myself. So, you know, people would actually say before... Um, you know, even till now, people think I have split personality. People think I'm bipolar. People think... I, I hear people saying that... Um, that I have autism. It's like what? strangest things that I'm like. What is people's problems by self-diagnosing me with men? I mean, there's nothing wrong with having them, but it's like because I don't know how to express myself. Sometimes people find that weird, or because maybe they're just jealous because they're like, "Wow, he can keep it together," but really, I'm dying inside. No, um, <laughs> a lot of my creative process comes down to how I feel. And if I struggle with how I express myself, I put it into writing. I put it into music. I'm writing like two songs right now, and they have the word fuck. They have the word shit. <laughs> I'm like, damn, I'm angry. <laughs> really? I feel like you never use that language right. in your songs. I, that's why like when I listen to it, I'm like, I don't want this to, I don't want it to me to apologize for feeling this way, but I feel like this is really healthy for me. I don't know if I'm going to release it or not, but it really helps to listen to other songs and also create my own stuff and how my anger transcends into music. Um, I always told myself never to write love songs but ha! or breakup songs, but here I am. Here you are. Writing about love songs too and breakup songs too. So yeah, the human emotions, that's how it all starts. Do you, do you feel like you... You express your emotions in every song that you write? No, like, there's do, some... do you focus on that? No. Not really. There are times when I just write because it's so fun. Yeah. It's like, ooh, I just want to write a novelty <laughs> song. Ooh. ooh. Let's go, Angelito. Um, giddy up, horsey. Uh, nay. Okay. <laughs> so, but let's... In terms of how I actually write it, people would ask me, do you play the guitar first? Do you write the melodies first? Do you create the track already like do you create the beats and I'm like it all depends Just the answer is yes <laughs> yes to all of the above every single song I started with a different yeah thing yeah I have 
I would like to say I, I'm a very I'm a very dramatic person when I write stuff on captions sometimes. <laughs> but I'm like, this could be a good title or this could be a good l- lyric. <laughs> Wait, to that's a song. song. Yeah, that's a song. Um, <laughs> and yeah, so that's how I start. It's the first thing, and you can make a song out of anything, you know. Yeah, absolutely. Like the flicker of a light, like from what you see, from what you smell, from even the chords. If you know their chord progression, you can start from there. And then just yeah, go with the flow. Yeah. And and it's amazing because after every single song, it never it never feels like it sounds like the previous one, or even what's out there already. As mm-hmm. in like when mm-hmm. you write stuff, even if you have the four same chords in the same album, <laughs> it could all sound different for each one. So of course, I think yeah. that's like the beauty of it. So a skirt. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, what are you What are you working on right now? Mm. So, like I said, um, you have a perfect timing for everything. But I'm right. I'm kind of writing an EP. But this recent single that I'm releasing for Feb Ten is called "The World Is in Deep Shit." RN. RN stands for right now. If you guys aren't millennials or centennials, <laughs> oh, I'm just kidding. They have that radio thing. Like, <laughs> I'll, I'll I'll chop it in there. <laughs> I know. Um, yeah, I'm. I love writing songs that are quite, uh, or Great. titles that are quite. Oh, how would you say it's? It's a pretty informal title. Yeah. So lowercase as well. So that's what makes it more in t- uh, informal. But uh, the world is in deep shit right now. Uh, it's uh, a celebration of the panic, um, the panic morals that the world is bringing us to right now. It's like coronavirus and the, the third volcano. world, third world war, the volcano. <clears throat> Australia. Australia, you know. I don't know how many times it has to happen to humans, but I'm only 22. But from what I've seen, people have worried about the same thing again and again and again. I guess it's inevitable. I guess you can change it. But at the same time, we are just ants. We have no control over these things. And that's why the world is in deep shit. It's not because of these things happening. It's because people make it such a thing. Like, it happens. The volcano, like, it's... Yeah, it's sad, but like the earth needs to like jizz somewhere, <laughs> or like you know, the world needs to masturbate too. So, yeah, um, so that song just expresses like part of the lyrics is I just want to throw my hands in. Uh, wait, fuck, I always forget my lyrics. Uh, uh, I just want to, I just want to throw my hands away and like. Throw, uh, when I have a chance basically the world is in deep deep shit right now and it's like it's a really fun bubblegum pop song oh it's, really? yeah oh, I, I, I took inspiration that. from Carly Ray Jepsen and it's very Owl City vibes nice the cool. harmony I got the harmonies in there and yeah I just want it to be a fun song and it's like that juxtaposition of like oh sh- there's a shit word in there but it sounds like a kid's pop novelty song <laughs> so yeah I like I like having that because we are kids, but we also swear. Like, come on, my nine-year-old. Fuck. Yeah. Shit. <laughs> Buddha. Yeah, no, um... Yeah, and I also, it's a middle finger to my... I guess I love my family in the, in the UK, but, like, the Christian background and shit. 
and that all that stuff swearing helps so it just gives me a bit more it's like i really meant that shit it's really shit like i can't express any more yeah. heavier word than shit or fuck like if yeah. i want to say it it really was that yeah. i can't sugarcoat it i have to yeah i don't like sugarcoating anymore yeah uh, that's good angel is angelito not angelito's angel no filter no filter.com.uk that was my... Oh, shit. Yeah, but I changed it now. You I did change it, it. Damn it. I didn't want people to see... Yeah, I, I unfollowed a lot of people from there. So. Ooh. Yeah. Just Finsta things, talking about Finstas. Yes. You know, you know. Yeah, I haven't used my Finsta in a long time. That's, that's, that's interesting why we have a Finsta, actually, right? As... As people. That is interesting, actually. We have a front, and then we have a back. Well done. <laughs> yeah, no. Yeah, um, yeah. So you really seem like you're you're kind of expressing yourself more, especially with this song. You're kind of like I said before, no filtering it. And, and I'm like, I'm wondering like through all of your experiences here in Manila over the last couple of years, like mm-hmm. we've we've brought it up already. Like how how has mental health like been affecting you positive, positively, negatively throughout like. <laughs> From modeling to music to now you're a fitness trainer and everything like that. Yeah. Like, like what, what has all of that been like for you? Um, it's been a whirlwind. Uh, I left the UK following, like, a legal case. Like, a failed one. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'm, I'm open about that. I, I just never really tell people what the case was. But um, I think after leaving the UK, I never really faced myself mm. and told myself if I'm okay. I just wanted to leave that place. <clears throat> almost like running away from your problems um, so when I moved here I kind of started off okay you know nothing that I knew no one knew me I could start fresh I was like kind of Montana pretty much <laughs> so like when I realized that you know okay I'm good no one knows me no one knows my history no one knows my past then that felt good Yeah. but over time your past starts to haunt you and the damages that was done to you starts to grow and you start to realize that you're dealing with stuff in the worst way possible you start using substance you start using other people and you start you know you really damage yourself Mm -hmm. like uh and that made me realize i for people who watch rupaul's drag race (laughs) um (laughs) katya once said on one episode no rupaul once said to katya who had anxiety or she was she was used to be addicted to drugs RuPaul once said, maybe you're addicted to anxiety. And I'm like, oh my God. Whoa, that's a new one. That is true. I am addicted to anxiety because anxiety gives me adrenaline. Whoa. Adrenaline gives me life. So there's this constant vicious cycle of me trying to defeat myself all the time. And I enjoy it. It's almost like... You know, yeah, it's sadistic. It's um, it's a form of self destruction, and it only takes a person to uh, to realize um, that it's yeah. It takes a, it takes a person. Some people don't even realize they're doing it, mm-hmm. but I am glad that I was able to realize because the only person who can tell yourself that is yourself. Yeah, people can tell you that, but you're not. You're gonna be defensive about it. So <clears throat> I was going through anxiety, and then. Here in the Philippines, I was dealing with, with it in the worst possible way. And you know, all the things that I've, I've encountered and experienced. Um, I used to substitute everything with the, that void in myself. 
with a lot of things. I wouldn't say that it was all depressing, but it was tough, mm -hmm. especially being 20, 21, 20, 21, now 22, being homesick, living away from family, even though, you, you know, we might not have the best or we do have the best relationships with our family. They're still an important part of our lives, you know, yep. that familiarity. Yep. familiarity <laughs> nice one um, homesickness really brought me to my knees like three years away from the UK I haven't seen my brother in three years my little brother um, that could really mess you up as well because um, there's a lot that they're missing out on there's a lot of things that my family's missing out on right um, but that distance that physical distance away from them really feels like I feel feel like I'm by myself alone yeah we can FaceTime we can call but there's nothing but there's not there's nothing like the feeling of having your dad like pat you on the back or like your mom you can really hear your mom from a meter away shouting at you Anak like <laughs> do your laundry put on Anak and Anak and Anak it's like there's a difference and I miss that yeah I miss having that and like right now I'm coping. I've I've realized a lot of the things why I was doing a lot of things was because I do miss my family, mm -hmm. and there are times that I wish I'm making excuses to myself. Maybe if I do this, maybe I'll end up back in the UK. You know what I mean? So. Yeah, and but, now at this point of my life, I'm going to therapy because, at the end of the day, the most important thing for me to do is to complete my mission or my my quest here in the Philippines or in the world and I gotta do what it takes yeah. to keep myself sane yeah. <laughs> and I before I would be ashamed but now I'm really proud of myself for really taking that first step because otherwise it would have just been a spiral yeah is this your first time in therapy? second time okay. well, well first time rehab that was therapy as oh, well right, right, right. and then I'm back at it yeah. The creative mind can go too far sometimes. Oh, absolutely. So, we yeah. get too creative with what we can do to ourselves. Yep. <laughs> yes, yes. Creative is not just a positive trait. Yeah, exactly. Mm. How, how long has it been now since you went home? Two years. Damn. Yeah. You haven't gone back at all? No. <laughs> I was tell my mom and dad, like, Mom, Dad, can you please pay for my fare? Because I'm so broke here. <laughs> and then my mom was like, oh, we don't have money. And then, like, next month, my mom tells me, oh, I'm going back to the Philippines to visit <laughs> you. I'm like, great. I don't know if I should feel sad or upset. Because <laughs> it's nothing good. Like, I just wanted to see my friends and my family just for a bit. But seeing my mom, I guess, yeah. <laughs> we'll see how I feel when I see her. <laughs> yeah. That's good. I've seen your mom a few times. I met your mom. <laughs> yeah, you see how. Yeah, she's very me, but times two. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, man. Like, I don't know. What What is... What is going on with you now with, with modeling? Like, how are you doing these days? Because I, I know personally for me, like, modeling is the most draining like mentally draining thing that I've done right. in my life like right. just the it's the whole thing constant failure and you yeah. know just waiting and everything like it's yes. fucking depressing like, yeah. like how has it been for you lately? Um, today I just came from a shoot um, it took me like two hours yeah. which is heaven that is heaven <laughs> uh, 
it is great in a sense that I can look at it as a career. Yeah. Before it felt like a side job. Volunteer. No, I felt like I was volunteering. <laughs> you know my money situation back then. Yeah, if you guys yeah. don't know, like, um, if you're a startup model here from like, uh, from if you're from abroad, uh, we kind of rent the. We kind of have these apartments that we live in, and then we have to pay for them. On top of that, we have to pay for our allowances as well. And if you're a good-looking model and you really fit the market, then go hell loose with like. Whatever you can live your life, but if you're a model like me who is just who just doesn't mark all those boxes, it could be troublesome, especially for two years of not earning anything in modeling. Yeah. Apart from that last bit, the last two months that I was in the contract, I was able to finally be back on zero. Oh yeah, I was with you that day. I yes. was there at the agency. <laughs> I was so happy. I was like, it took me two years and. I don't know like if I should continue or what but at that time I was able to find a host family to take me in so that ever since any gigs that I get outside of that contract after all the money goes towards me and I can finally invest in what I want because I'm, I'm not here for money yeah of course not I'm only here to push my craft and that requires money yeah. So I needed that modeling money to go into my music and also to go into my livelihood, to breathe, to eat and yeah. stuff. So yeah, modeling is a lot better in terms of my mindset of what I'm doing and like knowing that I have worth now. Yeah. Before I felt so, sh yeah, I felt shit about myself. Like, okay, I'm going to this two day shoot that's gonna be like 50 hours, but I'm not gonna get anything out of it, but a bed and some food mm -hmm. and that's not the best thing it's not the worst thing in the world it's not the worst thing but you it's know? also not that's that's honestly been like the weirdest one of the hardest things to grasp for me because I've pretty much been in the same situation as you this whole time mm. and it's like like as much as we kind of hate it and it is depressing like at the same time we kind of have to be thankful for it because oh, for like sure 99% of people don't get the opportunity oh, that yeah. we have that you is know, so true. 99% of the people in the world will never get to sign a contract and like mm. just kind of exist. Yeah, that's you know true. I mean? Like, regardless of how many jobs we've gotten or anything like that, how successful we've been, like, we've literally just been able to exist. Yeah, yeah. For the last two years. For sure. You know? And actually, like, the only downfall to that is the fact that we really, we were both models who weren't as good as the international ones at that time. Yeah, yeah. So we were comparing ourselves a lot and also we couldn't compare our lives to anyone else. Yeah. We couldn't see any figures who were, who, was, who, were in a, who was in our position. So having that mind space, especially like we weren't doing anything else. Yeah. But going to castings. Yeah. Going to... It's fucking depressing. <laughs> getting rejected every single time that was our life yeah 99% of the time 99 failure yeah. so we really had to find our own path as well somehow yeah and, and it's interesting the way it's worked out yeah it's weird weirdly placed and weirdly done but I guess it works and kind of at the same time I felt like <laughs> When when the industry changed to accept you, I feel like that was also when the industry changed to right, accept right. me. I, I feel like we went at the right time and we used 
personality to yeah. kind of let them accept us that way because yeah. you know when I first moved here like no one no one even bothered to look at me or like even acknowledge me even the models from the same agency they would <laughs> yeah. laugh at me at the elevator like oh you're a model I'm like I guess I want to say yes because I feel like I feel bad if I say yes <laughs> but now like we are one of the I guess like we're here we've made yeah. our mark and like yeah. some people some people know us some people don't but like it's better than some all of them not knowing us do you have billboards right now? no dude no? <laughs> no Ben just didn't give you any billboards? no not yet not yet what? I, uh, but you're in all the malls though huh? you're in the malls though right? Yeah, I'm in the malls. Okay, I'm in the malls right yeah, now, yeah. too. Hell yeah. Dominic's in the billboards, in the malls, commercial. He's in my elevator. <laughs> you know? It's it's funny how, looking at it from their perspective, from non-models' perspective, like, you guys can see, like, faces on, picked on leaflets and on, on the billboards, and you just see face. Yeah. But what you guys don't see is how long and how much people we had to beat to get to that position yeah. and just, that goes for any job that goes for anything but it's like but we do this every day do this every like, day every, every day is a new job interview yeah it's <laughs> true oh my god and it's a risk it's uh, every day is a risk every day is a gamble every casting sorry every casting is like you're going to a casino it's like you're, yeah. they're betting you just have to go at the right time at the right with the right batch of guys yeah Making sure that you're not with anyone too similar, but also not you don't look too different from them. It's all in the timing. Yeah. It's all in the timing. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like I'm lucky right now. I'm, I'm thriving because there's still only one other person with a shaved head in, in the whole industry right. here. So. And, and that, <laughs> that only happened when you listen to yourself. Yeah, exactly. Because, um, again, what people don't realize, but I'm sure they do, um, there are standards and there are also managers who yeah. manages us we so have bosses we have to stick to a certain we have to i have to always ask can i dye my hair before when i was a nobody but i think ever since that they've seen that we can really live yeah being ourselves that's when they started letting us do more of what we want yeah so dom shaved his head i bleached my hair but now it's back but like it's not <laughs> black <laughs> but like when we did that we were blooming we were like yeah. flourishing yeah yeah like you got the accent I don't want to say brands um, you know when I dyed my hair every single job that I had it was a different color because that's what they wanted they wanted right, to yeah, see you right yeah that is you. true that's a good point and like they saw personality and that's when I realized okay that's my forte yeah because I can bring it you're a shapeshifter shapeshifter sh shifting shapes my God, I never knew I was going to be this serious for this podcast. I thought I was going to make more jokes, but <laughs> I feel like my quota has not been reached. My bad. I'm a very serious guy. It's okay. I can't help it. I'm going to listen back to this. I'm like, damn, you're so intelligent. Intelligent? Intelligent. Yeah, I, that was... That was... Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so... Yeah, man. It's been, it's been a weird couple of years here. Hmm. We've both been with the same agency for a long time now. Yeah. I think we're kind of like the more experienced ones at the agency now for sure because a lot of the older ones like are like 30 plus now and they've kind of all yeah. left yeah 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 we technically are just... they're elite babies now yeah, like we're the babies now like like a lot of them have left um it just comes to show as well like we are the new era of this agency yeah no absolutely um, absolutely and like I, I when i mentioned to you earlier that i didn't mention here 
uh, my two-year contract ended and I don't have a contract but the agency still sends me to jobs which just shows the I guess that we are in that field now where yeah. they keep us as their I guess veteran models yeah <laughs> even though we're like 22 23 but yeah. that's considered already like hey man I'm at, I'm at year six already this is yeah sixth year of doing this so yeah it's it's cool that we've built re- a healthy I guess relationship it was, it's been a challenging relationship with the agency like Definitely. but um we've kept that trust we've kept our integrity and we you know but we're still here yeah and no one hates us yeah <laughs> I guess I hope. <laughs> hopefully <laughs> hopefully yeah my contract's about to end in three weeks and I have no idea what's gonna happen next yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh sorry two weeks it two weeks yeah, I have no idea what's about to happen I'm, can't wait till the next episode yeah <laughs> yeah well anyway so we are coming towards closing time here, so I do want to ask some pretty generic questions that I ask to everybody because I'd like to hear the answers. So I'm going to start off with what's your favorite social media platform and why? <clears throat> I have rediscovered my love for Twitter. Fuck yeah. Because... Because you're famous on Twitter? Yeah! <laughs> I get so many followers there. Like, I'm, I'm always, like, fishing for followers towards my Instagram, so I always post, like, a topless photo of me on Twitter. I'm like, oh, guys... <laughs> follow me I, do. I need at least 10k so I can start doing the swipe up feature and it's like ah mm-hmm. no mm-hmm. but at the end of the day yeah Twitter is one of my favorites because it's so interesting to hear out loud people say yeah toxic is oh toxic is Twitter is so toxic and like Twitter is this Twitter is that I'm like Twitter is so fun though <laughs> yeah it is the garbage of the it is the dump of social media <laughs> And that's what I love about it. And when people say TikTok, Twitter, so it's toxic. It's so Twitter, TikTok, TikTok. Twitter is so toxic. I'm like, nah, you're just looking at it the wrong way. You do not have humor then. If if there are hashtags that are kind of problematic, but if like you don't own Twitter, yeah, but you still use it, and like it makes you talk. And they're doing the right, they're doing something right. If it's making you talk, if it's making you feel a certain way, that's their goal. Yeah. You shouldn't be too affected by the these things. Like, you know, if you have lives and yeah, if you see fake news, like, just be grounded. Ground mm-hmm. yourself, people. But Twitter is so fun. Mm-hmm. Like, there's porn. Like, <laughs> it's, it's great. <laughs> Oh, yeah, yeah there's still porn yeah. for sure I mean I wouldn't know I've just well, yeah, seen people know. it's so weird I mean really people I, I can't like porn because if I like porn someone will see that I've been watching porn and yeah. like that's not human <laughs> <laughs> oh okay um. yeah. Twitter 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 <laughs> I don't know you feel it as well like on Twitter I feel like I can type anything oh, on yeah. Instagram I, f- I still feel that restriction. Mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, I have to be careful because there's a lot of people who follow me. And that's why we have two different Instagram accounts. Exactly. And then yeah. we have only one Twitter. <laughs> yes, true. Well, some people have two still Twitter. I'm like, how deep does your mind, how dark can how you dare you? Who are you? Who do you think yeah, you just, are? Just, yeah, so yeah, Twitter. Yeah, no, I totally agree. And I've explained why so many times on this podcast because whenever somebody says Twitter, I'm like, yes, yeah. yes, yeah. Give me that. Uh, anyway. Did someone say like LinkedIn before? Or no one said I would love if somebody said LinkedIn. I yeah, love LinkedIn. For sure. Do you have a LinkedIn? I did. Uh, I just for Dude, like I, five years ago. I use my LinkedIn all the time. Yeah. I still do. 
Yeah. Anyway, next question. Next question. Um, has there been any any movies or books or podcasts or songs or anything like that? Anything that's that like uh, inspiring you lately? Yes. That you want to tell people about? Yes, yes, yes. I would like to give my biggest gratitude again. How timely and relevant it was for British shows on Netflix, like Sex Education. There's um, Glow Up. There's Next in Fashion. Ooh, Next in Fashion was really good. Damn. Me and Cher watched it. That shit was good, dude. dude that was like, a good show. It reminds me of how and where I got my passion for media came from. Mm-hmm. And that is British content. British content, yeah. It is quality. It is, dare I say, like, nothing like the American shows. Like RuPaul, for example, where mm-hmm. it's so overly produced and... So dramatic. So dramatic. And it's like, just move on already. That's not the main task of this show was. And That's I why love, I like Next in Fashion right. so much, because it wasn't dramatic right. at all. I, I only cried because I was I was moved by the pieces. Yeah. Like, Minju, like, damn, girl. Yes. Yes. Yeah, that shit was dope. <sighs> I was like, Gee, and these are fully developed like designers, and yeah, yeah, yeah. So that you really felt not cockiness, but that integrity and that authenticity in their clothes and their designs. And whenever the judges would say something, it's not even though it's negative, they always stood by their, you know. Yeah. And it did. wasn't. They really did. It wasn't even like cocky. It wasn't like oh yeah, but I'm gonna stick with this. It was more like this is how I see it. This is how I define military. This is how I define active women. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So there was no wrong answer. There was no, yeah, it was great because that, I feel like I'm at that level as well in my creativity. Well, there it's is like, no wrong answer. When there is no wrong answer and I don't have to feel offended if people didn't like it that way. If right. they don't agree. So I really see myself wanting to be like those designers. Yeah. Having that confidence in myself and not having to question myself, but just accepting that other people's perspective yeah. is different from mine. So, yeah, yeah kudos, no. kudos to those British shows. Glow Up is, you should, uh, that's makeup. So it's like next in fashion, but just makeup. No matter. Mm. So I can do, I can do fashion, though. Yeah. I don't know about makeup. <laughs> yeah, I think the fashion one was a, it was this, the production was just great. It's like every walk, there was yeah production value. And I was like, Damn, yeah. This is what I'm talking about. Like, we need more shows like this because it also kind of challenges like that narrative of a show. You mm-hmm. know, mm-hmm. you don't need that. There is story there, mm-hmm. but it doesn't really carry the, the show. The competition carries the show. Right. The creativity carries. The yeah, show. and it's like, wow. I wish every single competition show, Big Brother or. RuPaul's Drag Race or I don't know like those reality shows America's Next Time Model I wish they would follow that narrative of going with what the show is actually about what it should be about if it's about modeling let's focus on modeling not fights and you know yeah those things happen but you know at this day and age it just kind of wants to you think maybe that's important for Next Time Model? Drama? Yeah do you think like people want to know that because they don't know like actually what right what the experience is like yeah, exactly that's what it is uh, I never thought of this no before. like I was thinking like maybe America and no Asia's next song model is very similar to how f- I can relate that to Philippines modeling industry right yeah. it's Asia and we but know when people I was, who are on the show right <laughs> exactly and when you watch it you're like well when I watch it I'm like 
that is not really how the ambience or the modeling right. yeah. thing works. Yeah. Models are actually a lot more friendlier than designers or makeup artists sometimes. Like, yeah. you have so much more things to be relatable with, about because you guys are fellow models. Like, fellow models come hand in hand. Yeah. You don't just have models and another model. You have fellow models. So, I don't know. Um... I wish people would highlight the actual reality of it. And I think Next in Fashion did that. One of the... The Italian guy. With the bleached yeah, yeah, yeah. hair. Yeah, yeah. He was like... Oh, no, or was it... It was Itali- the other Italian guy. Oh, wait, no, no. The brown hair guy. His partner was a black girl from London. With the dreads. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Oh, was, actually, you know what? Mexican. All right. Dude, I don't know who it was, but they got eliminated and they were like, thank you for highlighting the the best part about fashion. Yeah. And I was like, the show, they were thanking the producers, thanking the show for bringing out the best in fashion, in the fashion industry, because yeah, it really did. Mm-hmm. We really saw the good stuff and we saw the stressful part too, but that's, that's, that's what I like. Yeah. Hey Siri, play. That's what I like by Bruno Mars. Nice one. Uh, All right. On on that topic, any any music that you're listening to lately that's like, yes, that you might want to put people on too. All right. Aside from your own. So we'll get to that later. You know Rico Nasty? Of course I know Rico Nasty. Rico Nasty. Hell oh my yeah. god! I've been so. Look at you listening to rap. No, dude. <laughs> this is what I'm talking about. This is my angry phase. Yes. Uh, yes. January was my angry phase, and I stumbled upon. I I knew about Princess Nokia. Okay. I knew about her before. Um, yeah, Rico Nasty, um, Tommy, uh, I forgot her name, but yeah. So these three female are, and I realized that this is how far I can go into rap. It has to be female rappers. Okay, that's Because that's how I relate. It's, re- it's weird, actually. Like, so I never weird. really listen to male artists or even let alone male rappers. So the, the only male rapper that I listened to was XX Really? You listen to him? Only one song, but that was because Rico Nasty was on it. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. So it's like, Jonas Nazi, Jonas Nazi, Jonas Nazi. I don't know that song. Sorry. But yeah, Rico Nasty was like, yeah. But after that phase, I started listening to like Selena Gomez, Taylor Swift, Ariana Grande. So it's a really huge contrast, but that's what makes me, or what will make me a successful artist, is that I have this that I listen to and I will not close my doors listening to any other things because I realize my love for hip-hop now is yes. that yeah like I feel that like fuck yeah <laughs> and I can't <laughs> listen I can't feel that with Taylor Swift nope. we're never ever getting back together it does not make me angry that sounds like no I need something real and that was real and that's what I felt with hip-hop and if it was more like ethereal and lovey-dovey yeah I'd listen to Taylor Swift or listen to Ariana but I've yeah, I feel like I found a bit of myself in hip-hop, too. So, yeah, yeah when I listen to Rico Nasty, and then, yeah, Nicki Minaj as well. Like, I, I love her, too. So, well, she was kind of, I, my bridge to hip-hop pop, so. Right, Pop course. to hip-hop, so. Yeah. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, happy, happy to hear that. Happy yeah. to hear that. Happy to know that that's happening. Wonderful. Sure. Um, yeah, last question is just, like, tell the people what to, uh, what to expect from you coming out soon. Yes, so... Uh, people, people of the world, please, please anticipate my new single called The World Is In Deep Shit Right Now, February 10. 
And I'm also re-releasing. Uh, oh, yeah, it's February 10th. Wait, this podcast might be out by Monday. The... Oh yeah, this is releasing. On oh no February way! 10th. Well, today is the release of the world is in deep shit right now. You want me to release this on Tuesday? No, no, no. I think Monday is a good. You time. sure you want them both on the same day? Oh fuck yeah! All right, Tuesday then. Tuesday. All right, sorry. It just released yesterday. Fuck! I'll just put this out tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. Um, whenever Dom will release it. Um, yeah, make sure to give it a listen and I hope to become one of the pioneers of having OPM and electropop synth pop. Even though they already exist, but I really want to push that Fuck yeah. that culture here because I feel like there's a lot of creative minds out there, weirdos as well, who would really bop to it. Bop it. Bop, bop, bop. <laughs> okay. Okay. Um, 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 yeah. And also February 14th, because it's Valentine's Day, I'm re-releasing a very bittersweet love song called Gasoline Perfume. I remember that song. Yeah. I hate first dates makes my skin crawl. Ew. Yeah, that's the lyrics. Oh exactly. God. Exactly what I mean. Like When people are like reading my lyrics, how do you put that in a song? Listen to it. It's actually a really bop. It's a really bop? It's a really good song. The kids bop. Yeah, it's a kid bop. Kibbity bop. Kid, kid. Ke- kebab. Yeah. Um, kim- kimchi. Ke- kim. I'm, oh. I'm running out of words. Oh. Um, okay, Mr. Rapper. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yes. So, tell the people where they can find you. Oh, yeah. Everyone find me on Spotify. My name, Dominic calls me Angel, but y'all call me Angel. I'm from Texas, y'all. <laughs> no, um, everyone, I'm called Angelito. Um, but you can call me Angel on the streets. Call me devil in the sheets. I'm <laughs> just kidding. Oh. <laughs> when was the last time you went to church? <laughs> oh my god. I'm actually practicing um, celibacy right now. But I'm not going to say how long I've been doing it for, but I am, I am, I am. Um, That's a good end to the episode. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, tell the people where they can find you. Yeah, find me on Instagram, Twitter, angelito.ice or angelito underscore ice. Um, find me on Facebook, Angelito. Add me as a friend, Angel Kapiri. Don't do that. <laughs> yeah, don't add me as a friend. I'm <laughs> oh, no, just kidding. Um, yeah, if you guys want to know more about me as well, just hit me up. And if you want to collab as well, let me know on my socials. I'm very active on my social medias. If you want to see porn of me on Twitter, if you want to see the work me, Instagram. And if you want to see not me at all, Facebook, I barely post on there. Yeah, fuck that. So, yeah, there you go. XOXO, Gossip Girl. Nice one. All right, everybody. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Barangay Podcast Network. This is episode 20. It's me. I'm your host, Dominic. You can find me on Instagram at Alcantara Dominic. And I'm here with Angel and Lito.ice. We are all good. Thank you, everybody. Peace. Oh, what? They say? Usually. Oh, usually. Yeah, I was oh, bye. To say bye. Bye. <laughs> bye, guys. <laughs>
I'm not sure.